Welcome to Roundtown Radio. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, look for moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Exciting times. Blessings. Thanks. You too. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Oddly enough, we're talking about Jonah. Jonah? Is that the guy with the whale? (laughs) Big fish. Big fish. We'll get into that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling I'm going to school today. (laughs) You kicked the can down the road. Got us started. Got us started. Yeah. Why Jonah? Why Jonah? It's after, you know, I mean, after Easter, what in the world? This is a little tiny book in the Hebrew Bible. Uh Uh, Wouldn't seem to have much connection with the Easter season, but maybe so. Um, I was part of a group recently that did a great read-through of Jonah. So it's only four chapters long. So it's a great book to do a read-through with. Yeah. Very important uh, for many reasons in the tradition of, in the Jewish tradition. It's read in its entirety every year at the Yom Kippur service. So the Day of Atonement. Okay. And that's because Jonah was given a mission by God, which he did not want, Mm -hmm. and he never signed on. He did actually (laughs) complete the mission against his will, but he still wasn't in favor of it. (laughs) And uh, so his mission was to go to the Ninevites, like the strong enemies of Israel, Mm -hmm. and deliver, of all things, a message of, of potential mercy. Okay. Which he was not... Into. He was not doing this. No. No. So, however, at the core of the book is the is the possibility of, and I'm using a rather traditional theological word here, but repentance. Repentance. Uh, in Greek, it's metanoia. It's it's change, transformation. It's kind of coming to oneself. And uh, the word actually initially has a connotation of missing the mark. Okay. So that if you're you know not repentant about something, it means you've missed the mark about it. Okay. You know, you're you're offline, you're out of line. And uh, so the message was for the people of Nineveh to get their act together. Okay. And uh, th- that was from God. And the hope was that they would all see the light. And okay. Jonah hoped that his message would be a complete failure. <laughs> Love it. He was not a fan of these Ninevites. He was not a fan of the Ninevites. Uh, so, you know, Israel for many hundreds of years was surrounded by the Babylonians, the Assyrians, the Persians, mm-hmm. all of whom in one way or another dominated this little country, mm-hmm. terrified it, and almost destroyed it from time to time. And then the Ninevites were part of that. Okay. So Jonah doesn't want to do that. He gives this message. He said, you know, 40 days basically— Shape up mm-hmm. or else. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, to his incredible disappointment, they did. <laughs> and not only the people, it says the animals even repented and, and got their act together. All I can see is a repentant chicken in my right? mind. Exactly. Now, wow. <laughs> yeah. Very impressive. This is, this is a wild story because I'm picturing Jonah delivering this message very much like a, all right, well, God said that if you don't do this, but you, I know you really don't want to do this. So, you know, like <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Phoning it in. So unfortunately, you know, not only did it not work, but he becomes like the most effective preacher in the history of religion, right? <laughs> he gives a little like eight word message, mm-hmm. you know, yet 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. The king hears it, says immediately, We've got to, we got to get going. Yeah. And they do, you know, 
takes off his robes. He dresses in sackcloth. He sits in ashes. He commands everyone else to do. So they they engage in all of these ritual practices to show how sorry they are okay. for all the bad things they've done. Okay. Um, and so um, Jonah gets so upset about this, he actually goes outside the city and he sits and he sulks. And it's hot. Now he's hot. And, you know, <laughs> now he's hot and cranky. And cranky. <laughs> and uh, God sends uh, a plant. Oh. Yeah. A, a plant. Give him some shade. It's beautiful. And and the story ends there and it's very happy. No, that's not how it works. Oh. No. And uh, so Jonah becomes very fond of the plant, needless to say. However, God then sends a worm oh. to eat the plant. To eat the plant. And Jonah is enraged. So that was my favorite plant. <laughs> And God says, so let me understand this. There's a city of like 120,000 people and animals. Yeah. Right? And weren't they important? And yet you're you're saying, please tell me you're not saying that the plant is more important. And Jonah's like, no, that is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. The plant is more important. Yeah. And the, the, the great thing about this little book, which I love about this, is the only book in the Bible that ends with a question. And God says to Jonah, so should I not have been concerned about 120,000 people who do not know their right hand from their left, uh-huh. actually says that, yeah. and also many animals? Yeah. End of story. End of, wow. Talk about a cliffhanger. Isn't that awesome? Whoa. And Jonah just kind of drops out of history at that point. Okay. Angry, sullen. Sullen. He lost his plant. <laughs> What a bad! I really want to. I mean, my I'm really picturing. He's like named the plant. Oh, for sure. You know, like this. <laughs> Begun to decorate it. Yeah, this is my plant. <laughs> Her name is Sarah. <laughs> yeah. You know. And now look at it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so Jonah does have this fascinating interaction with um, non-human entities. Yes. Right, because initially, when God gives him the direction to go, here you're gonna. You're going to go to that great city, Nineveh. It's amazing. And you're going to go there and you're going to tell them, mm-hmm. you know, get your get your stuff together. Yeah. And uh, he immediately goes in the opposite direction <laughs> and he buys a ticket uh-huh. um, and uh, to Tarshish. And so he, which is, you know, again, going in the wrong direction from God's point of view. Yeah. And um, while he's there, God sends a storm. And the weather kicks up, and it's things are getting bad. Jonah, meanwhile, is sound asleep, <laughs> just not caring. Perfect passenger. Yeah. And uh, so finally, the like the crew is something's wrong here. Like, what did we do to deserve this? Yeah. So they, I love this scene. They cast lots. Oh yeah. They said we got to find out who's you know who is this. Yeah. And uh, of course, the lot points to Jonah. Yeah. So they bring him up and they said, I love it because the first question they ask him is, what do you do for a living? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Classic. it. Classic. <laughs> 2,500 years ago and people are still, the first question they ask, so what do you do for work? Yeah. <laughs> you know, meanwhile, waves are crashing over. The ship right. is going into the water. Right. It's taking on water. And right. So Jonah says, you know, they ask him several questions and he said, well, I, I worship, you know, the, the, the Lord, the God of, you know, heaven and earth. Well, excuse me, but you're on the run from him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and he does make it clear to them that he is on the run from God and that becomes a serious concern for them. Yeah. Right. And he indicates that one way for them to get out of that is for them to toss him overboard. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. It's like he's so done with everything. <laughs> It's My like, gosh. send send me out of here, which is putting it all on them. 
Right. Right. Like you have to. I'm not going to do this for you. You know, here's your choice. You can either be responsible for my death Uh or you can ride out this storm, which doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. Oh, my gosh. So the poor guys, right? They start rowing towards land because they're, but the storm won't let them. Uh It literally says that the sea worked against them. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. So finally, they offer this prayer to God and they say, look, we don't want to be responsible for an innocent man's blood. Uh-huh. But on the other hand, we don't want to die. Talk about a rock and hard place. Can you imagine yeah, yeah. being in this in moral quandary? After which they promptly throw him in. I mean, <laughs> honestly, Jonah's kind of lost me by this point. So I don't really blame them. This is a combination of a parable, a, parable, a, a comedy, uh, you know, a a parody. I mean, it's, it is such an amazing story. There's and it's so much. And it's so well told. <laughs> I just I would just love to meet the person who wrote this story. Yeah. Right. Great storyteller. When Jonah does go into the water, the sea does calm down. So that part of it worked. That was efficient. That's good. And then lo and behold, uh, Jonah, as he's going into the water, is swallowed by a giant fish. Um, when this story was being uh, copied by copyists in the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. some of whom lived on the, course, uh, the, the coast of Northumberland, mm-hmm. northeastern England. Um, they saw small whales okay. traveling up and down, uh, maybe a kind of a version of a pilot whale. Okay. And so they th- then uh, kind of assumed that the giant fish had to be a whale. Got it. Okay. And that's where we get the reference to the whale. To the whale. But it says big. basically it's a big fish. Very big fish. And the big fish literally uh, vomits Jonah onto the... (laughs) Sure. I just had to add that detail. Yeah. It spits him out. He didn't agree with his digestion. (laughs) Exactly. Jonah is just bad for everybody's digestion. And he had been in the whale for three days. So, yeah. Talk about, you know... So it's I usually, can. isn't this going to be the best? Oh, my word. Yep. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm sure he smells great. You know, yep. guests <laughs> should not stay too long because of that, you know, yeah, whole yeah, thing yeah. about the fish. Well, yep. that's that's Jonah. I had a friend who was an artist who actually drew this wonderful sketch of a very large fish with Jonah sitting at a simple table with a little candle. And <laughs> just chilling. Just waiting, right. waiting, still waiting. Right. Playing xylophone on the ribs. Exactly. And I love the fact that Jonah, who's totally been a non-starter with God, then suddenly offers this amazing prayer Uh from the belly of the fish. Like, you know, God, I've always been super close to you. And here's here's a prayer that I've offered. He's just, he's all over the place. (laughs) And uh, so the fish gets rid of Jonah. He gets up on the dry land. And that's where actually God says to him a second time. Yeah. No, the order is still in place. The original executive order. Right. You're going to Nineveh, and you're that's just, what Jonah you're still does. Doing that. You can't get out of it. Wow. Isn't it wild? What a journey. <laughs> and there's just so many. And, you know, it, it's got so many different pieces to it. I mean, here's Jonah who claims to be a believer, and yet uh, he's on the run. The captain of the ship, by the way, who's probably, I mean, we know nothing about his religious background. He might believe in one God or none or 32. Sure. But he goes to Jonah at one point and says, look, you know, because Jonah's sound asleep. Right. Like everybody else is kind of freaking out. Mm -hmm. And I think it's time for you to do that too. Right. Except offer a prayer. And he says, maybe your God will save us. Hmm. 
And Jonah, you know, doesn't really buy into that. So <laughs> people who are supposed to be the leaders and the spiritually centered are not. Yeah. Those who are like all over the place and you don't know what their background, they're compassionate. They're caring. Yeah. So it's it's like a book that works against, it's an anti-hero story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and at the heart of it, of course, is compassion for the Ninevites. Right. And you just... And their animals. And, and animals. Yeah. And you can't help, you know, just think that if Jesus takes this little story or he hears it, when he says things like, love your enemies uh-huh. and forgive those who've harmed, and so on, he's kind of getting it from stories like this. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's like the sort of uh, anti-Jonah character yeah. in a way. He says... Uh, he does reference the sign of Jonah in one of his comments, but he's really talking about how amazing are those Ninevites, right? Like, what about those people? Right. That's They are the real heroes here, and he kind of makes reference to that, which would have been pretty shocking to his audience. Like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. I mean, are we supposed to feel that way about the Romans who are occupying <laughs> our country? You, know, you don't mean those by guys. By the way. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy smokes. So there we are. Yeah, love your neighbors except for, you know. Oh. Yeah, those ones. <laughs> There's always somebody on the outs, right? <laughs> right. Um, it is interesting that for many centuries, people who read this story just couldn't help but think, yeah, Jonah goes down for three days and three nights and kind of comes up. Out, well, he doesn't. He comes up out of that. He merges. Mm-hmm. Jesus goes into the, you know, the crucifixion, through the crucifixion, into death after three days, rises from the dead. Mm -hmm. So people saw that connection. And Jonah's asleep in a boat while there's a wave, you know, perilous waves going on. Right. Jesus falls asleep and right with the disciples in a boat. There's a lot of connection between this little story and and Jesus and the Christian message. So that's so interesting. How's that for a that's amazing. How did now we you shared this with some of our community members in a, yes. a Bible study? How how did that go over? Well, they love the story. Yeah, you just cannot <laughs> not love the story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they found also that that same sense of challenge. Here's a person who will do anything and everything to get out of the way of God, uh-huh. and here are people who don't seem to be godly or loving at all who get a second chance. Yeah. So it's a great story about, I think we picked up very strongly on the theme of redemption Mm -hmm. and the fact that the Ninevites play so prominently into this, you know, the Assyrians, the Babylonians, all those, the Persians, you could could insert any of those enemies' names into that phrase and you would get a sense that what a stretch that would be. One person said about this story, and I just think it's probably the best and simplest way to to summarize it would be, it gives, her comment was, it gives me hope. Because if that's what God is really about, trying to find a way to bring enemies together, then this story communicates that. And I think that is a very powerful and beautiful way to summarize the story. It's, it really talks about our capacity to do that, right. no matter what our feelings might say, right. right? That we still have underneath that, this resilience in us, this muscle in us mm-hmm. that can be exercised for the good. Well, it's very interesting, excuse me, very interesting with the Ninevites and their redemption and then Jonah, you know, that that this this person who's really just at every turn 
not participating, not playing along, not being what you think of as the good, faithful messenger, right? Moses, he is not. For um, sure. Yeah. So that, you know, and he's he's like, I'll do it. I tried to die a couple times. Barely. And I'll do it. And then, and then, you know, and he's the one to help redeem the It's like these two completely. Right. How perfectly imperfect. So perfectly imperfect. <laughs> Yeah, it gives us the rest of us hope that we're not going to run to a big fish whale. Right? Yeah. I just, and I want to give a shout out to the animals. Shout out to the animals. Stepping up, you know, they also repented, put their sackcloth. What's it, you know, imagine a chicken, get the little sackcloth thing on. Yeah. Sitting at ash. It's great. (laughs) Like, you know, what did the cows do that was so. That was so repentant. (laughs) Though I'm just going to suggest that the dogs um, were already fine. (laughs) Because dogs are perfect, exactly. as they are. Uh, <laughs> they were yes. already wearing sackcloth. They were. They were already. They were like, we've been here all along. It took you guys long enough. <laughs> yeah, the cats maybe not so much. Yeah, I mean the cats might still. There were gray, gray area. <laughs> yeah, there's right. a very Jonah energy to the cats. I feel I'm like. I'm with you there. Fine, yeah. fine. <laughs> we'll do the thing. <laughs> Like it looked like it was our idea to begin with. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, shout out to the animals. Shout out to the animals. Thank you for sharing this, I'm sorry, but ridiculous story Isn't with us it today. Amazing in <laughs> amazing. every possible way. It's wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you. And thank you for joining us. Roundhill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Roundhill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillradio.org.